You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello, it's Bernadette Jansen back with She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to create an income and a life they love through renovating. So in today's episode of our mini series, 14 Days to a Beautiful New Bathroom, We're going to be talking about the shower and I'm going to get straight into it and start by saying there's three main configurations of shower. You can either have an enclosed shower where the shower is completely enclosed by a shower screen. You can have a walk-in shower where you just have the single blade of glass and it's open or you can have a wet room and generally with a wet room you have the shower and the bath within the shower enclosure and there's like a glass barrier between that and the rest of the bathroom. Or you can have a true wet room, which we won't talk about, but that's where there is no shower screen at all. And the whole bathroom is a shower. And I guess the only time I would consider that to be a configuration you consider would be if you um, were creating a disabled bathroom. So let's talk about the walk-in shower because that's probably the most common configuration we see. And I guess the main thing you need to think about is how you're going to deal with the water runoff. Firstly, this configuration requires the whole floor of the bathroom to be waterproofed. And you want to think about the type of floor waste that you're going to use. So every shower requires fall. So the tiler needs to grade the floor towards the floor waste. So you can just use a standard square or round floor waste or you can go for a linear floor waste which I think if you're going for an open walk-in shower is a better option because it's more efficient at getting the water away and it also enables you to use a bigger floor tile. Because when you're tiling a shower floor if you've got a large tile often it just does not work because it has to be cut so much to create the fall to the floor waste. It's just not a good look. Whereas if you go for a linear tile, the fall goes from one side of the shower to the other, to the waste, rather than going to a central point. So it enables the use of bigger tiles. I'll add some diagrams to our show notes because I know these concepts are a bit tricky to explain. So you've decided on the type of floor waste. You also need to decide whether you're going to have a smooth transition from the bathroom to the shower or whether you're going to have a set down. And I would suggest in whatever configuration you go to that you do have a small set down because it will help with keeping the bathroom dry. Even if you're going for an open walk-in shower, the tendency has been to have you know, the same floor level in the bathroom when you transition into the shower. But I think a very small set down is a good thing because it'll help to keep the bathroom floor dry, which will in turn make it much more safe. The next thing is the shower screen. So you've got a choice of going for custom made or going for something off the shelf. So if you're going for something off the shelf, you have to design the shower to suit that, which is a good tip for keeping your costs down designing for standard sizes so that you can go for something that does not need to be custom made. 
So for example, with walk-in showers, you just need a single blade of glass as a shower screen. If you're having that custom made, it can cost you $1,000, where if you're buying it off the shelf, you can get it for two or $300 and then just pay to have it installed. One thing to be mindful of, often those single glass panels come with a little glass shelf, which doubles as a you know, soap dish or, you know, a shelf to put a product on, but also it's used to strengthen the um, shower screen. I personally like to avoid them because I think they're not a good look, but it depends how particular you are about the look of your shower. And then, of course, the hardware or the shower arrangement So you can either go for a a rail type arrangement or you can go for a shower arm and rose. A rain head shower rose is a very nice look, but it means that every shower you have to get your hair wet. And if you don't wash your hair every day, that can be an absolute pain. So you want to think about who's going to be using the shower and whether they're going to be okay with washing their hair every day. And I guess a good compromise would be to go for a rail arrangement that has both, has the the rain head and it also has the handheld shower, which means that you can choose. And the last thing I want to say about the shower, particularly if you're going for a walk-in, is think about where the water is going to be directed. So where you position your shower rows. And so obviously you don't want your water to be directed towards the opening because that will make it even harder to contain the water in the shower. So think that through when you're deciding on the positioning of your rows. Okay, so we've talked about the three different configurations, albeit briefly, but configurations for a shower, whether that be the wet room setup, whether it be an enclosed cubicle, or a walk-in shower that you need to make sure that you have adequate fall so that will impact the floor waste that you choose and also the tile size. With screens whether you're going for custom or whether you're going to design to fit something off the shelf. Waterproofing we'll talk a bit more in depth later on and then also whether you're going to put a set down in and also the type of shower system, whether you go for a rail or um, rain head or a combination of both. And lastly, remember the positioning of the shower so that you minimize the amount of water that escapes the shower area itself. Okay, well, I'll see you back to another episode of She Renovates. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.